This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Brand Hackberg, your RBC Royal Bank of Canada mortgage specialist. Yes, he is. 251-7251. Always open. He will get back to you within 24 hours. Yes, that's how Brand Hackberg does it. He serves you. If it's going to be first mortgage, if it's going to be refinancing, or if it's going to be moving your mortgage over to the RBC. That's what Brent Hackberg does. He works for you, for your satisfaction. That gives him the greatest pleasure. Yes, he wants to help you and provide you with personalized advice and solution. Meaning, he's going to crunch those numbers. He has that experience. He's going to see what is possible. He's going to break this down to you. You need to work full time and still get a pre-approved. He's going to make that happen. He's, you're going to need after-hours appointment somehow. He's going to make that happen. Brent Hackberg is all about you and getting what you want. Yes. 251-7251. It's easy. It's Brent Hackberg. Your RBC Royal Bank of Canada mortgage specialist. Call now. 251 Seven two five one. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Yes, let's talk Scorpion. Mmm, it's so hot. It is. You know, on the scale from mild, medium, hot, and extra hot, it is right on the hot. And I have to tell you, now, this is maybe just my taste, but but I honestly have to tell you, it is hot. It is good. Hot. It's the best. Hot. It is. You know what I really like? I cannot comprehend it in words and tell you, but the smokiness, it catches me. Just like little tingles, they come. Right after, in perfection. Like building a hot sauce to that perfection. I don't know how they do it at Heartbeat Hot Sauce, but they do it. Scorpion Hot Sauce is a master hot sauce. It is. It's a different level. Ooh. And they have more flavors. They do. But today I wanted to tell you about the Scorpion. So go now. Check it out. HeartbeatHotSauce.com Go now, shop, get some hot sauce. Yes. HeartbeatHotSauce.com Born and made in Thunder Bay. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Eat Local Pizza. Yes, you want to know how long I can hold this? Well, I could hold it the whole ad, but I'm not going to do this. Because then what would be the point of me talking to you about eat local pizza? Well, maybe you want me to, then you tell me. But right now, I want to talk to you about eat local pizza. Yes, Mm, the 12 pizzas, the best of the best. I just picked myself up some cheeseburger pizza. Yes, I did. Mmm. And it was good. It was very good. It was the best. Have you ever comprehend this? 
when you eat pizza and it's a cheeseburger. Think about this. It's science. It's pizza science. If it exists, it does because eat local pizza does it. Yes, they do. Order now online. So easy. www.eatlocalpizzapos.com Hit that white button. Order online. Pick your favorite. Or call 767-0000. Eat local pizza. They're open. Seven days a week from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. for you. Making pizza and all other dishes too. Yes, they are. There's so much more. Check out their menu. 767-0000. Eat local pizza. This is the Michael Edith Show, episode 79 tonight. Yes, I am joined. Very happy here tonight. With the one and only Oat Milk Lady. Please give it up, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. And we are live. Yes, we are. How are you doing, Alexa? Good. How are you? It's an honor. I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us tonight here on the Michael Lady Show. Ooh. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited. My first podcast, so it's going to be fun. <laughs> yes, and just like right live on YouTube. That's how it is. Ooh, do you, do you oh, feel the pressure, so everybody watching right now? <laughs> <laughs> the whole crowd, the fans are waiting. Everyone's been counting down. It's the Super Bowl. It's <laughs> a big day. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Oh, no. 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 Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Some people watch it just for the halftime show. Other people That's watch it because true. of the sport. Who knows, right? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> mm. Okay, well, did you have a good day today? Yeah, I didn't really do anything. Um, I had, like, the day off. Um, I worked all weekend, so I just kind of laid around. Um, I had a huge um, restock and drop day on my store, so I was super busy all weekend. So I yes. kind of today was kind of like my my Sunday, I guess. Oh, like I just chilled out. So yeah. It was nice. That's good. I like that. Mm. Yeah, laying around all day. I could do that too if I could. Only this is good. <laughs> Those days where you take it easy and you know you reset your mind after a really hard launch where you you produced all the products and you put them out there. I, I like those I've well deserved. Yeah, it's like, I don't, it's weird because being an artist and doing like the drop days and stuff like this, um, I'm basically like working for probably like the past few, I guess I've been doing this since October. Um, every few months, I'm like, wow. this month I've been working uh, like 12 hour days, basically, like just like wow. constantly making new content. I also do commissions. I also work another job, so I'm mm. just like working all the time and you like reach that like high point mm -hmm. and then it's just like, okay, I can like chill and breathe for a sec, but I have a bunch of fun projects coming out. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Is, is that, do you feel like it's pressure or do you feel like it's just like, it's manageable? It's good. You're good with how it is. Like 12 oh, hours a day. That's cool. It's definitely, I'm hoping eventually to hopefully transition becoming a full-time artist. Yes, um, yes. 
Yeah. So that's the big goal. But right now, like, I think I just got to, I don't know, I'm just in the grind, I guess. Like I have to work hard. Um, I'm really trying to get my name out there. Um, It's not the most manageable thing, but it is what it is. And I'm Mm. like ready to work for what I want, you know? Yes. How did that, how did you come to that point where you, you realized now I want to, I want to do this, the full-time artist, that's what I want to do. Oh, I feel like that's always been kind of like a pipe dream since I was in high school. Um, I used oh, to make okay. apparel wow. and t-shirts when I was like 13, like I was really young. Um, and then I decided, I don't know, everyone tells you, especially I think like as a female artist, like, oh, like that's not ever going to be a job. Like mm. you shouldn't get a degree in that. Like don't go into it. So I ended up going into gender studies. Like that's what I got my degree in. Um, I wasn't, I took a few drawing classes. I kind of just stopped doing art as like my main focus. Yes. Um, But then when COVID hit, um, I think there was a lot of things happening. And I realized like, hey, you know what? I'm at home all day. I should just make art. I was in like, I was angry. You know, there's a lot going on, Mm. especially this 2020 was crazy year so I think it just kind of hit me that I like want to do this and I can make money from it and I I'm really grateful I have such an amazing um like people that support me so yeah I don't know it just kind of came about mostly this year is when it really hit me I could I could actually do it it yeah real thing you know did you did you believe that first in your mind or did you did you start to happen like some people meditate right they like They, um, they visualize. That's this thing. Mm-hmm. They set goals and this is how they're going to get it done. Did you, did you believe first you're going to get it done no matter what? And then it started to happen or how did it go? Um, I still have a lot of doubts. Like mm. I think when I realized that I could actually do it was when I did my first. So in January, um, I did my first like apparel launch. So I did, I got a bunch of t-shirts from press times, which is a local Canadian company Beautiful. and uh, not local, um, in Ontario. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. But, um, when I did my t-shirt launch, it was extremely successful and I was like floored and I was like, Oh my God, like this is like, I'm able to support myself from this and like each drop. So I did a bunch of like sticker drops and prints and then I got to the apparel and that was like the turning point where mm-hmm. I think and now like I don't know I, I have a decent following on like TikTok so like yeah, I always go live there yeah and uh oh you do I don't know yeah nice <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it's fun I'm yeah. like slowly getting better at it and I don't know I think I think I just hit a point where I stopped giving a fuck. (laughs) There you go. Yes. I'm going to be an artist and I don't really care what anyone else says. I think you have to, you have to, you know, you can't, you can't put yourself out there and be worried about others saying something to you or judging you for who you are. You can't. hundred percent. And like, that's the thing that honestly, I think court, like just being in isolation and, I, I think it this time made me realize that there are a lot of people that are extremely shel- selfish mm. and like don't give a shit about others and they don't give a shit about you. So I'm like, why should I give, like, why am I wasting my time yeah. thinking about what people are thinking? Like, they don't give a shit about me. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that that time just made me even made my art more angry, more intense. Um, I think a lot of themes came out of that. Like, I need to stop caring what people think. Yes. People hate me. 
that means I'm actually, I think I'm, I think that's the point of my art. Like if, yeah. if you hate me, then good. Like that's the point, you know? Yeah. Hate is good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think so too, because when you do that, People hate for different things, right? Some people hate yes. because they're jealous. Some other people mm -hmm. hate because uh, maybe they have it really tough right now. Who knows? Mm -hmm. They project yeah. it outside. And sometimes maybe just they really don't like it. Yeah, that's mostly the case. I think when I draw angry, angry devil ladies, it's kind of, yeah. I hate this. Mm. And I'm like, okay, it's not for you. But yeah. whatever. <laughs> why, do you, why do you think at this given time right now, you know, this year, you said you, you dropped a bunch of different products and you, you, you channeled your energy into it, right? Um, in, your, in your style. Yeah, and, I think like, Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah. No, no, you. you yeah. I wanted to, like, why do you think people identify themselves with what you produce right now? Um, I think it's because I, I'm trying to think of a good way to put this. Mm, please. Um, I think it's because I'm angry. Mm. And I feel like with women, especially, and queer people, we don't really have a platform to be angry. And with my art, like, I don't know. For me personally, I, I think like experiencing life and going through all this stuff, I've realized that no matter what I do, especially as a woman, I will always be my mistakes to a lot of people. Okay. And I will be view, viewed as a villain in someone's story. Mm. And as I think I have a lot of younger friends and I also have a lot of older friends, like I'm kind of like in the middle. So when I was talking to my younger friends and telling them what I was going through, they're like, oh my God, like, I've never been through this. My older friends were like, oh, I've been through this a million times. Okay. Um, and I think that kind of like, you know what? Like, I'm not the only one that feels villainized because I'm a woman. I'm not the only one who's like, I don't know. It just kind of, mm -hmm. it all came out because I was like, I'm going to be the villain in someone's story. I might as well be a cool one. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to be a villain, like, fuck it. Like, I'll be a cool villain. I'm going to say what I want. If people are going to view me as some, like, monster devil lady, I'm going to be the coolest monster devil lady. I'm going to draw it idealized. I'm going to make it bigger, like a woman stepping on cities. I'm going to be mm. exactly what they are telling me I am. Mm. And I think that's where people are able to connect with it because they've been told that they're a crazy bitch. Mm. And they're like they've been told that they're being irrational and that they're being too angry. And I think that a lot of women have just bottled that up and not been able to express it because they don't have, the, they don't have ways to it. Like some people can't like draw or do art and don't have that outlet, mm. which is fine because everyone has their thing. And I think my art, that's my thing. And I'm able to express that. And it was really cool to see like everyone being like, thank you. Like I needed to see this, you know? Yes. So, Oh, I, sorry, I ramble. So no, I, just... I love it. I love this. This is, this is a really good explanation. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, thank you. There's, there's also two sides to this, right? People, mm -hmm. they, like you said, they, they, you produce something and then they like to try to put you down. And, oh, yeah. And you utilize this through your art to actually channel it into something good, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, That's like one of the things my, my friends and I were talking and I was like, people can't try me and people are, if people comment like shit about my art or about my beliefs, or if they're going to like try to insult me, I'm just going to take whatever their insults were and I'm going to turn it into an art piece and I'm mm. going to profit off of it. 
Like, it's priceless. if you insult me, you're just going to be on a T-shirt. And I'm like, what you said to me, you'll be on a T-shirt and I'm going to make some money. So, yeah. whatever. Wow, that's so good. <laughs> right? I wonder, I wonder sometimes how that feels then, you know? Yeah, I feel like I always think about when I listen to songs, um, mm. like any artist, and they're like, make like it's a top hit and i'm like oh who broke their heart mm-hmm. like they must just feel so pissed right now yeah. like <laughs> they're pissed they're just rolling in their grave mm-hmm. and i kind of i'm like you know what? good for her <laughs> like good for her being on the top chart like saying yes. about this boy i'm oh. good <laughs> she deserves it <laughs> i like it i like it so when you were growing up you said that um with 13 you you produced a bunch of stuff already artsy and you know you were into it did you grow up in a household where you were supported that way where art was like part of daily life um i guess in a way yeah like i don't really know how it even started like i've always drawn i think even as a kid i always drew like skulls and like spooky stuff so i think my parents kind of thought i was a little bit of a weirdo like Mm. they didn't really like they supported me but they were like i don't know what you're doing but they my like my mom was super great of being like okay well i'm gonna be able to like well i'll help you buy some shirts we'll do this yard sale and my parents connections with um deaf deaf's up so yeah i did like um the yard sale when i was super young and that was like an amazing experience and i got to meet like boy roland laura northway i don't know all those people mm-hmm. and that was like my first like kind of i dipped my toe in the water of the, the thunder bay art scene and i think ever since my i had like the initial support i kind of just ran with it yeah and just Yeah, I just ran with it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Was it ever somebody who said, you can't do that? Oh, totally. Mm. Like, I I get, <laughs> I get like, hate every single day of oh, wow. some angry man probably typing in his mom's basement, just getting angry that I have armpit hair or something, mm. or right. that I'm tr- selling shirts that promote women having body hair. Like, mm. I don't know. People tell me every day, like, you're a failure. No one's going to buy your art like every day. And like, I, <laughs> it's always like from random bots on Twitter or, or like TikTok. Mm. And I don't know, people tell me all the time. And I think that's kind of like, I hate being like haters are my motivators, but anyone who's told me no, like good luck. Um, they're just motivating me. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I love that, that you have this ability that you take this, Do you just ignore it or do you, you use it as motivation? I think it's like a half and half. Um, like uh, the other day I had like this TikTok. I literally just showed my armpits and like mm. I got like so much hate and like all these people were like angry that I had body hair. Um, and that I said, like, if a man is insulted by my like body hair, then they're pussy. Like, I don't care. Mm. Um, sorry if I'm so blunt, um, but I love it. Okay. Um, and so I don't know, like I kind of like I ignore it and the like I it doesn't phase me. Okay. Like it doesn't phase my confidence, it doesn't phase how I view myself, yeah, it doesn't phase how I view my art. Um, I think I like I have like my partner and I'll just like be like, Oh, this is so fucking stupid, like I hate this, but I don't care. But then I just take it and I'm like, okay, like if people say 
bad things to me. I literally have a notes app, like, or I just write what they said. And then I like idealize it. Like I'll maybe switch what they said and I'll take it and just use it for inspiration. Like it, uh-huh. I use, I think I use my hate as fuel yes. because I found out more things that people hate about me. So mm-hmm. like if somebody, I, I, so I recently started like growing my body hair, just exploring my gender and whatnot. Sure. Um, and then I re- and then I got so much hate for that. And even though I always drew women with body hair for a long time, now that I was showing it more, people were super bothered. And I was like, okay, well, this is just going to be more fuel to the fire. Mm. Like, I'm just going to keep making hairier women if they're that mad. Sure. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, though, right? <clears throat> yeah, it is the, really weird. The, um, so do you... One more time, one question on that topic still, and then I want to switch it around to like the other side. Do you do you respond at all? Or are you just like okay, whatever. Mm, I think it's like for especially for TikTok um, on those type of platforms and Twitter. Um, I don't respond, or I respond and make and be like, I literally took a video of just my armpit. I'm like, this makes you that uncomfortable. Mm. I'm like fuck you like or i just block them i don't care and like i think people think the idea of blocking is like i'm crying in a corner like Mm. i'm literally laughing and i'm like i don't want people especially like with a lot of internet culture it just just produces more hate so i'm like okay block like people even say like like homophobic stuff and like misogynistic and even like getting in this weird like queer phobic Mm. energy and i'm like i don't want more people to add on to those comments so i just block them yeah but it doesn't like my friends think i'm crazy because i literally don't care Mm -hmm. like i just like whatever you know is that a do you think you were made like that um, I think I just got severely bullied as a child. <laughs> so I'm sorry I'm laughing, but I literally got bullied by boys okay, ever since wow. I was okay, big. Wow. Yeah. So whenever, so whenever that happened, mm. I think I just got, I got tough skin, you know? Damn. <laughs> yeah, sorry to hear that. That's, that's not right. It what it is. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. So now you launched your you had this big drop right of Mm -hmm. your artwork and it's absolutely amazing like you did you had those sweaters right the the ones with the with the cherry and then you had also you got right there yeah the butterfly yeah i did the butterfly one yeah (sighs) very fun very good is there is there a story behind the butterfly thing um, honestly, I really like, I just really like butterflies. I have like tattoos mm. of them, but, um, nice. I was doing, I was looking at butterfly, like vintage butterfly charts. Like, you know, like I have like a lot of like botany and like, um, animal books. And I was looking mm-hmm. at the vintage ones and I was like, that would be really cool if I just did my own version of made up butterflies. And that was it. I just mm. had fun with, I think a lot of the sweater designs were, um this this drop especially for the apparel i was just thinking of it more as like a graphic designer like they don't have as many meaning it's just like i want to try to dip my toe into more like apparel design right Mm -hmm. so yeah that was really fun to like see how that worked and i this was my most successful drop hands down it was it was like just incredible to experience um and yeah so it just I just had fun with this one. That's awesome. Very, very nice. 
Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of people sometimes they think about merch and you know they they try it out and then it's like it doesn't work. It's really hard, I think, to find something that's also like people actually want to wear. Mm. Um, and I think you have, and also find something kind of unisex, something that the guy, like, you know, anybody can kind of wear. Mm. Um, and I think that's a hard thing to balance. I think with this drop, I really wanted it to make it a bit more gender neutral, yeah. um, which was really fun to try. And I think, yeah, I don't know, merch, I think I've just always had I've been good at merch because I had was able to try it out when I was like really young. Mm-hmm. So yeah, ah, uh, that's right. Yeah, you brought it back to where you started. Exactly, that and everyone, sense. yeah, it was fun because people are like, "Are you making t-shirts again?" And I was like, "I don't know. I'm broke. Like, I'm gonna need money." Mm-hmm. And then I sold prints first because those are the best for profit margins. And then okay. I basically took all the money from all the drops. And then I just put it back in. So it was nice. Yeah. You, you rebuilding it constantly. Yeah. You investing and you building it. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. <laughs> It's good. Do you think the perception of our society with genders is so screwed? Because, you know, you said if you post a picture of your armpits and there's hair on them, people lose it. Like, because yeah. who is to say that that is like, who, why would you get offended by that? Right. It's just like, yeah. it's, it's your body, you know, you, it's your account. You, you feel like sharing it. Why, why would, why would you react to that? I honestly think it comes down to how much internalized, like, especially because it's come from men and also women. I think it's just because we are yeah. in such a misogynistic um, society, it's like built into us. Like there's like rules, like a woman uh-huh. must be compliant. A woman must be hairless. A woman must be small. A woman must be thin. Mm. Um, a woman has to be a woman. A woman has to have a vagina. A woman mm. has to have boobs, you know, and always there's all these like rules. And if let's say for one thing that I always think if, if a man is attracted to me and I have body hair, they take that as like, Oh, I like men. And this is gross. I hate myself. And I'm going to project my hate onto this girl or like uh. this woman doesn't fit what I think it is. And so I'm going to be mad at her and I'm just going to project that because there's, I don't know, there's this whole like movement where I think people like queer people, people of color, like all these people are finally saying like, Hey, we don't actually like that. Or, Hey, mm-hmm. this is how we feel. And instead of men, like white, straight, cisgendered men, a lot of the time they don't want to listen. They just are like, no, you're not going to like, I don't want you on top. Like they're comfortable on the top and they don't want anyone else coming there. So like when they see a woman maybe who looks, I'm very muscular, um, I'm a powerlifter, so I'm very muscular and I'm hairy. And I think men just hate that because it resembles ideas of masculinity mm. and they don't want anybody on that same like wavelength as them, if that makes sense. Do you think that is it? Or do you think that is because in the world of our culture, the perception has to be a certain way how we grew up? Like it's like, oh yeah, it's, it's like programmed into it's us. Programmed. Yeah. It's like, it's like built into us. Yeah. It takes like, I like, think it's like by generation, right? Like after 30 yes. years, the next 30 years, and then the following 30 years, it's just slowly dissipates. It goes away. Oh, like, I think 
as long as people hate people, like you're not, we're not born to hate people teach that. Like kids learn racism and misogyny so young, Mm. even like, Oh, that boy's being mean to you. It means he has a crush on you. Mm. Um, that screwed every girl's brain. Um, Mm. (laughs) and like, even, I don't like even me, I was a super like tomboy girl. I was kind of like an angsty teen and, um, the way I was raised and people around me are like, um, you can't like the pretty girls, they're not going to go anywhere. Like the pretty girls, the cute girls, they're not going to go anywhere. Um, you're like a weird girl. So you're going to be good at school or whatever. But that just made me internally misogynistic. Like I was raised with internalized misogyny. I hated, like, I didn't dress up. I didn't do my makeup. I was like really anti that. And I realized as I went into gender studies, I was like, whoa, like I am misogynistic against women because I was taught to hate women. Like I was just taught to hate women. So even as a woman, I was like, I hate myself and it's not cool to like girly things. It's not cool Mm. to like women. And I think a lot of girls like have realized that and a lot of girls are still like trapped in that cycle Mm. because like they want to seem cool. Hating women, hating feminism is a is a cool thing for some girls, which is like super, super unfortunate. But it's like, I also don't blame them because it is like, it is drilled into us like so young and for so long. And it's also a way we navigate society. Like if you're the loud girl, boys aren't going to like you. If you're the strong girls, boys are going to think you're too manly. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you're this, boys aren't going to like you. And if you post stuff like that, people are going to come after you. Why do you want to put attention on yourself? You know? So like, I think a lot of women are just like trapped in the cycle of like hating themselves and hating each other because they want to impress other people. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It is. Wow. No, it's really messed up. Mm -hmm. And I think like misogyny is like, and misogyny is just really built into everyone. And like, it's really hard to challenge and it takes a lot of work. Like, I don't think people get that people like like my friends and I who have like very strong beliefs are very educated. Like that took work. Like mm-hmm. that took school that took therapy that took a, a job in like this field. It took having people around me who aren't just like me. Like, I don't want to be surrounded by just like, like white straight cis women like I want to I want queer friends I want to talk to people I want to talk to people who have different experiences than me because people are so blindsided on this one track mind and you have to look a certain way and be with certain people that they don't want to expand anything outside of that because outside of that is crazy Mm. and crazy is not mainstream and then it's not good yes yeah okay because then you are, you know, you you get um, vulnerable. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that my like my art and myself, I have become extremely vulnerable with my art and extremely vulnerable with myself. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, it's scary because I know if I draw something or create something that I don't know is talking about experience maybe I had with something or someone or something like that I know people can easily pinpoint like oh maybe it's about this or I think she might be talking about this person or blah 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 Mm. and like that's vulnerability but it's like it's good because everybody else is probably feeling the same shit you know yes so I think you have to be vulnerable to actually go some like 
for as an artist, vulnerability is like, is the key is like abstract. Like I ha- I do abstract art as well. And like, you have to just be vulnerable and that's how you can be your truest self and truest artist and mm. more people connect to vulnerability. Right. Okay. So do you have a lot of self-confidence? Um, I think it is slowly built up. Um, I'm just gonna have a sip of water. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I, I already <laughs> um, went through one class and I have one more left. <laughs> um, I have slowly gotten a lot of self-confidence. I was, if, I don't know if, if people saw who I was a couple of years ago, I was, I was not self-confident. I really didn't like myself. Um, mm. I think I found confidence through my degree, like through gender studies, being around so many people. Oh, okay. All right. It really made me confident. And I got introduced to so many documentaries and different things. Like one thing that changed my life was riot girl culture. Don't know if you know about it. No, please elaborate. Um, It was a punk movement in like the 1990s and 80s um, mm. by women. So women really ran the punk scene, um, the underground punk scene. It was in London. It was in the States. It was everywhere. Right on. Um, it was this, it was the one time where I think, I don't know, like there's this whole concept in my girl culture. It's like girls to the front. Okay. And so one of my favorite um, artists, um, she's, her name's Kathleen Hanna, and she was at a show and girls would always get pushed back at the shows because in punk shows, there was like mosh pits, right? So like yes. all the guys would be at the front and like pushing stuff around. And she was like, she was a singer and she was at the front of the stage, like girls at the front, boys at the back of the room because girls go. can never go to shows comfortably. They would either get assaulted, they would get punched, they would get hurt. Oh. And it became like girls to the front. Like I want girls to the front because this is what like my show is about the girls. And that kind of like, I don't know that whole idea of like, I am taking space. I can use my sexuality. I can use my gender. I can use what you guys interpret and I'm going to use it to become powerful. Mm. Like I taking up space and I'm demanding confidence and I'm demanding, like I'm demanding attention and you're going to listen to me, you know? Yeah. And that whole like right girl culture, that like i've always i've always been into that but then this year i just like ate up every song every punk song every documentary every thing i could get my hands on and it it really just changed my life and mm. a lot of my art um if like a lot of like uh, i did one called dead men don't rape that's like yes you did um, a, a quote from uh i think it's the lunatics um that's a punk song so a lot of like the slogans i use in my work are all from punk music. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that gave me confidence. Like learning about punk culture, I think just really, I don't know. I just kind of got confident from seeing other women take up space. Ah, so they influenced you in a way. Of course, 100%. Yeah. 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 And you took it in and you you're running with it. Yeah. Mm. I just like bring back right girls. So <laughs> just love that. I love it all. So yeah. That's beautiful. You know, I think you, <laughs> you're doing a big thing, Alexa. You're doing a big thing where you, you share your opinion, you share your values, you open up eyes, you educate. You know, yeah. there's like, like, there's a lot of stuff that you share that I can learn from because I am always learning and I'm not perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's awesome to hear, like, especially like from a man, like a white man, right? Mm. Like 
I usually a lot of men just push that away and like try to talk over me. And like, I am, I don't know. It's, it's so nice. Like I have so many, I think that, I think that's hard is that people like view me and like, she just, cause I make art about like eating boys for breakfast. And like mm-hmm. people actually think I'm like, think that men are like, I want to take over the world or something where it's not the point. Like I'm talking about the patriarchy. I'm not talking about every single man in the world. Good point. And I, yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of men confuse that and they try to invalidate my work. Well, I have so many comments are like, well, I'm a nice guy. I'm like, I, okay, I'm not talking about you, but you saying that you're a nice guy is really invalidating my experience as a queer woman with men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if man to say, well, not all men do that. Not all men assault women. Not all men are misogynistic. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm, I, I know, I know that not all men are that, but you guys were raised with it. So I'm raised with it. Yeah. Like, we're all raised with misogyny and for people just being like, Oh, like not all men it's invalidating. It uh-huh. throws my experience aside. Yes. It, it just makes me feel like I know, like I'm not, I'm dating a man. Like mm. I am dating a white, like upper class, uh, upper class family man. Like mm. I'm, I'm, I don't hate like every single man. It's, I just don't like when men invalidate me and, there's so many shitty men so saying not all men is just not cute (laughs) why do you think you get that reaction why do you think people try to defend themselves in a way i think people are scared i think people feel targeted i think if i say words like white straight cis man or um anything like oh white men or like if i ever say like white men are like like straight men are evil or something like that. Or I just say like straight men are just being really cocky. Their egos are fragile and they get so mad. And I think it's because it also comes from insecurity and I don't blame them Mm. because, because that's the way they've been raised. Yes. And like, Oh my God, I see it. Like I have a brother, a younger brother. Um, and he was never into sports, like growing up, never into hockey. Mm. And I saw how people treated him and how people talked to him and how people were like, you're a wuss, like you're weak, you're not this. And that made him like, he had this, like, I think a lot of young boys have this weird phase where like they go on YouTube and they see like how to be a man and how to get masculine and it's super Uh. toxic. And I think men feel super upset and defensive because they're like, they're afraid they are, they want to be as masculine as possible. So if I'm like, I don't know, they just, it's their own insecurities. Yeah. But I don't believe them. Yeah. Because I know, like, I blame them. Like, they still need to be held accountable. But for men being, like, I know why. Because society has pushed them. Men have to be this way. Men have to be alpha. Men have to be this and this and muscular and fit and strong Mm -hmm. and authority. And I think that men just get super threatened by, by, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. But... (laughs) No, I do. I do understand, and I do think I agree with that. I do. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I, we have a six-year-old, and he's he's Albus. He's a little boy, and he's awesome. And you know, in daycare, uh, like pre-COVID time, when he just started, after a year, we had to send him in because that's what it was. Mm-hmm. We both work. I do, Lisa, and then we send him into daycare, and they sometimes they have dress-up day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have dresses there too. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. 
You know, yes. if he, he if he wanted to wear a dress, that's fine. That's fine by exactly. me. Exactly, and, and, that's and that's cool. Perfect. Yeah, and that's what's so sad is like I don't blame these boys. Like I, I of course I'm gonna hold them accountable. But when these boys get mad at me or they say like there was this huge outburst when like Harry Styles wore a dress and. I under like I know that they don't understand because they were raised with so much like like I've seen how a lot of some dads raise their kids mm. and how they're also around like the locker room banter and all of that stuff and like it can make and if you're a boy and you're wearing a dress and boys start making fun of you it will affect you and it'll mm. hurt you and so like I understand why boys are like I don't know. So, so scared of not being masculine because mm. they, they, they've seen how people react to that type of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like you're always surrounded by it. And I think that like, that comes down to the point where like, I think that anybody can just do what they want mm-hmm. as long as it's not hurting anyone. Like, when, you know, like people should, if you're want to wear a dress, you want to do your makeup and you're like assigned like male at birth, do it. Mm. Like who cares? But we are in a society with so much hate that it's so scary to do those things, you know? Yeah, I do. I understand that. Do you think clothing is still assigned to gender then, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Like I like I even this year, I think I was so shocked. Like um Harry Styles, he like wore a dress on like a Vogue cover and mm. the the internet went up in flames like and I was kind of shocked by it because I um I watch a lot of like queer television like Drag Race and, yeah. like I watch like a lot of anime and cartoons by queer people and so I'm always all my movies are, I watch are usually around I don't know have some sort of cool theme so when I saw the Harry Styles pictures I didn't even like flinch mm-hmm. and then I see the internet like uproar saying like this is the worst thing for men to see. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like you guys care still mm. like it's just a, that's a man in a dress. It's not, it's not that deep. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you think that's a time issue then? Do you think like in 10 years, it's going to totally be different? I'm really hoping mm. I'm really hoping so, but like, I'm really hoping we're going to get, I think we've, we are getting, going to get better by each generation. Like I am okay. to see, I, a lot of my like best friends are becoming teachers and that makes me so excited mm-hmm. to see what the next generation is going to be. And I see how like I have um, older friends and family and how they raise their kids makes me so, makes me so excited to yeah. see what it's going to be. It's just, it always, I feel like it's going to slowly, hopefully disappear as time passes, but it's so deep rooted. It's going to be hard, but I think every year mm-hmm. it's going to get better. And every, I don't know, it gives me a lot of hope seeing teachers and people change education and how we like, you know, not being super gendered in the classroom and like yes. not dividing boys and girls and like just mm-hmm. little things like that. I think you're going to make such a huge difference, which makes me extremely excited. That's a good point, you know, yeah. especially in school. Mm-hmm. we i that's the way i grew up in school it was always like sports was always like boys play with boys only girls yes. with girls only and i'm like yeah. i'm 36 so yeah that, <laughs> that's how it was yeah but the way i was raised in my family was like mom was at home she pretty much after i'm the middle child so she after the first one and the second one we were two years separate 
she decided to pretty much say, okay, I'm putting my career away and I'm being, I'm going to be a stay at home mom. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's an issue I have where mm-hmm. I want to voice my opinion about is, and I've said this before where I respect when women say, I want to be a mom at home and I take care of kids. Yeah. And, and I think that is a job. Oh, I totally agree. And I think that, like that's unpaid work. Like exactly, ever. Like, it is. Feel, yes. Like there's a lot of cases where s- single moms, like they need compensation. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, they, that's a huge issue. Yes. Like I, I work in a like a social work type of field. Um, in uh, I work at a French women's center. Okay. And um, so we see stuff like that all the time. Where I'm like, I just wish people could be compensated just like for their children. And I wish that people didn't have to lose everything to be able to apply for financial aid and all that type of stuff. And I think women, like women, women in general do so much like, like like how traditionally like so much housework and all that stuff like that all should have been financially compensated, but like, that's, that's a whole other conversation where. Yeah. And I want to talk about it because I find that now the, a woman takes off maternity leave, right? Or, or maybe the 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 parent. The, mm-hmm. We can say the parent takes maternity yeah. leave. But I want to highlight the women. Let's talk about the women. Yeah. So she takes off a year and then she has to make a choice. Either way, I'm going to go back to my career and where I make enough money to pay for the daycare and that's it. And then that's it. Or I stay at home and I don't pay for daycare, but we have the same amount of money. So it's a lose and lose situation. There's exactly. no win for the woman. And that's what sucks is I think women in general, especially when their mothers are only kind of viewed as a mother. Like if a, if a woman decides, okay, I'm going to go back to my career. I'm going to hire a nanny or someone to help because I really want to focus on my career, but I also want my kids to have a good education. Mm. Then she's viewed as, oh, she's not staying at home enough. Oh, she's uh, not okay. caring about the kids. Yeah. Uh, but if she stays at home, it's like, oh, she's not career driven. Mm. So the dad is doing all the all the financial stuff. Like there's never like when a woman is a mother, she is turned into a mother. Ah, right? so you're taking like, it even further, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like that's what sucks is like when you're when you're I think that's a lot of where um a lot of my gender studies stuff, we always talked about the theme of the mother yeah. and how like motherhood itself is like such a hard like job, but it's always invalidated. But when women, if they're pregnant are then seen as like a carrier, like, mm. they're never seen as a person. Or if a woman has a child and she has to do something, go to work or she's then viewed as like the bad mother, mm-hmm. like, or she's seen as like not career driven. There's never like a holy one situation i think for women in parenthood in a lot of cases yes Um, i agree and i i like to relate to that sometimes when you when you are pregnant and you you know you carry you care about baby room you care about diaper bag filled up you care is the car ready but you don't do like how am i doing how's my body doing how am i gonna like who's taking care of me right now it's yeah. um, what am what are my steps for my body to be ready? So there's also yeah. that amount. Yes, I do agree with that. Yeah, and like people never want to ask about how are you. It's mm. Just like how's the kid? How's the kid doing? Yeah, how's the baby's health? It's never like <laughs> how's your health. That's you know, crazy. like we're just a vessel instead. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I I feel like 
when you are a mother and you you make that choice, you're gonna raise a child at home. The government should pay you a certain amount of money every month because you're raising the future of this country. Or if you decide you want to do a career and you are fine with sending your child to daycare, the government should subsidize daycare and you still make your money for your life. Exactly. That's what we need. Yes, yes. 100%. Yes. I hope we get on that train some sometime. Yes. <laughs> Anything. And yeah. people need to understand that. That's like this is like this is validated, right? This is yeah. this is like this needs to be done. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm. Did you today is the day, right? It's the International Women's Day 2021. Mm-hmm. And Lisa helped me to realize that you know it's uh, there's a theme to it today. Mm-hmm. And the theme is about to. Um, there's a hashtag with that. The challenge. So how did it? Do, yeah. How did it go? Do you know? You know, right? I don't. I don't know and the exact. Let me, let me look it up. But um, I want to get this. Correct. I think it's about like lifting trans voices, queer voices, and POC voices. Yeah, it says because I find. It, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt <laughs> you. It says choose to challenge. Yes. Yeah. So I think back to you with. Oh, God, sorry. Um, I think with stuff like this, um, especially International Women's Day, and I think girl power in general has been extremely whitewashed and also um, has been dominated a lot by even like capitalism. Like it's been more of like a trendy thing. Like it's been like, let's wear this cute T-shirt that says girl power, but let's not actually do the work and like do anything about it. Okay. We're like, Women's Day now is like, I think people need to realize it's not only it's not only about lifting up like white cis women's voices. It's about lifting trans women. It's about black women. It's about POC women. Like it's about women who don't have their voices heard because I find that we're white women are the face of feminism for a lot of, for a lot of things. Okay. And I think on days like International Women's Day, it's so important to lift like trans women's voices people of color's voices black women's voices i think it's supposed to i think this day is not only celebrate like women in general but to celebrate the women who aren't heard the women who made such amazing things like amazing moments and did amazing changes that aren't recognized because they aren't the ideal version of feminism they're not just a girl wearing a trendy t-shirt they're not just like they're not just the ideal version of feminism like feminism can be can be like a trans woman it can be a black woman it can be like i don't know it can be anything it doesn't there's no i think we have been conditioned to think that capital like capitalism is kind of conditioned us to think that girl power is as far as it'll go and they don't want to see us actually get angry and actually have conversations about like why is it that we don't like we don't uplift other voices. Like, why is it only centered around certain type of women and groups of women? Mm. Like, I think it, I think with international women's day, like, especially in Thunder Bay, like talking about like indigenous voices, uplifting, like the issues of the oppression that the indigenous women face in this community and how there's so many areas where I think indigenous women could speak at events, but that never happens. And we really have to challenge that and be like, no, this isn't okay. We just talk about this. We need to put, Voices to the front that aren't usually heard. Okay. How do we do that? I think it's just with demanding it. Okay. Like, 
I don't know if you were, if you saw anything with like the justice for Barbara trend mm-hmm. um, when she received justice and actually had like the court hearing that was done all through. I think if nobody said anything, if nobody started a hashtag, my, one of my close friends, like Riley Yesno, she like started the hashtag. She started like voicing all these things and like everyone joined in all these indigenous voices and everyone was, was thankfully able to uplift them, but without us having conversations around that without people pushing those hashtags without calling like complaining to like government officials without doing those things like things couldn't have got have gotten like done and i think mm. it's annoying when people are like oh well people are just you think really signing a position and calling an office is going to do anything yes i do mm-hmm. i think that if we really shove it down people's throats they're gonna have to do something because they it's they have to yeah and if they don't we will tear it down mm. do you how do you think about like when you describe that i really like that you know you you actively engage with the community what that really means yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah how do you feel about cancel culture um I don't really think that cancel culture truly exists. Okay. I think that there is times, I think there's accountability. I think there are moments where I think, of course, if somebody tweeted something when they were 16 yeah. and they were, they didn't know any better and they used a slur, whatever, that's annoying, but they were a child and they were raised in a really shitty time when they thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. But I think if somebody who was adults spreading hate and racism or misogyny and sexually assaulted someone. I don't think calling those people out is cancel culture. I think it's just accountability. Yeah. I think, especially when it's a white straight cis man who maybe like raped a woman and people are like, you're trying to cancel him. I'm like, no, he's actually just getting his just desserts. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that, I don't think we're canceling him. I think we're just holding someone accountable to some actions, you know, like I think there's moments where things get, you know, get out of hand with like, I don't know. I don't like someone maybe was 14 and said something. I still think they should be like, Hey, that was not good. And I feel like you've grown. And if you, they've seen they've put in the work and they're not Mm -hmm. that little shitty person, then sure. But I think, I think a cancel culture I think a lot of it is accountability. Like, okay. I think sometimes people need to be held accountable. Yes. People need to be called out. Yes. And I think there's a difference between canceling someone and then holding someone accountable. Yes, I agree with that too. There is a mm-hmm. difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you think people deserve a second chance? I think, I think in a way, like, of course. I think it also depends on what. Of what course. Yes. Of you know, course. like, yes. if somebody maybe. <laughs> called me accidentally called me something homophobic or misogynistic and they were like oh my god i didn't mean it i'd be like whatever Mm. but if somebody did something horrible i don't think like i think they can seek help i think they can definitely evolve i think that there's definitely ways where people can be rehabilitated and you know like people who are meant like you need to like get work and have medication and like i don't know actually get the help they need and they can definitely get like a second chance and like learn. But I think there's some people who maybe are too far gone, Mm. like people who are like 
really deep rooted and will not change. Yeah. I think it, I think it all depends on the person, but I definitely think there's so many ways that people can change and grow and learn and act, but they have to do the work. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people just don't want to do the work because it's work. Like you have to learn and you have to work on yourself, challenge yourself, seek help and challenge your worldviews and everything. Let's talk about the work. I think that's like an opportunity, you know, we, uh, we can bring some light on that. When you, when you say work, what do you mean with that? I think when you say put when I say put in the work, um, I mean like actually go out of your way to research something and learn something and learn something from somebody who doesn't who isn't who doesn't have the same experience as you. Mm. Like if you're like you like I think people need to surround themselves if they're I've one thing that I get a lot is people will insult me, insult my insult me and be like, but oh, you're going to react angrily. I'm just trying to have a conversation. I'm just trying to learn. No, you're not. You're insulting me. You're saying that my pronouns aren't valid. You are being aggressive. No, Mm. like if you want to learn, you, I don't, you surround yourself with, there's so many free courses online where you can learn gender studies. And I know people think gender study courses I've heard people say it's like not a real thing, but like, Mm. those are things that are so essential to learn. I think in any field, like taking a gender studies course, even just a basic women's studies 101, Mm. watching documentaries, like documentaries surrounding like queer culture and black culture and things that aren't written by people who look like them. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that people need to read and follow things that, aren't always read, like written through one perspective like we can't if imagine if we only read history through one perspective and that's what people do people will just read history written through the white settlers and think this is fact yeah. no <laughs> like you have to expand it and that's work and it's kind of hard and like for me like i know there's so many problems with white women mm. there's tons of problems with white women and white feminism and that was something that like obviously i'm gonna be like oh like that sucks but I have to, I have to do the work. Mm -hmm. Like I have to challenge myself. I realize that white women are shitty and I will say that. And if someone says, I hate white women, I'll be like, yes, a lot of them are terrible. Mm. You can't get, I think people need to stop taking everything like that personally. Like as hard as that is, like you have to challenge that and be like, I see like white cis men are like a huge problem. If people are like, no, we're not like, okay. Like I know maybe you're not like the, the evil villain, but they're a they're an issue. So like mm. putting in the work is like reading is actually reading books, listening to podcasts. So many like good podcasts and so many documentaries that you can watch, and even like talking to therapists and like mm. talking to people who can challenge you, and like going like there's so many things that for me like putting in the work was, I think, really challenging how I viewed femininity. I thought femininity was like a gross thing. Mm. I wasn't a feminine girl. I was like really tomboy and I didn't really want that. And when I tried to be feminine, I really forced it because I thought it would help me to fit in. And then I revolted against that. I was like, oh, I don't want to fit in like them. I don't want to be basic. But then I learned like, like I want to be feminine because I want, it's it's fun. And it's, it doesn't have to be one or the other. And I think Mm. people need put in work with challenging like if a man is like paints their nails or something and they're like ah, i tried this i don't really like it might not do it again but if you try it and you're like hey this is fun 
That's like the way putting in work, experimenting with things and trying out stuff and Mm -hmm. trying to just maybe not feel so uh, contained into one little box, like open up your worldviews. And like the one thing too, is people act as if I haven't read things that are opposing my views. I have been, my life is surrounded by things that are opposing my views. I have been raised with things that were opposing my views. I was raised like at a Catholic school. I was like, oh boy, yeah. So all of those things, I was surrounded by that. And like, I, I was surrounded by the complete opposite of state of like stuff that I promote now. And I have seen both sides mm. and I've put in the work to see multiple different perspectives and like me and my, and also having conversations with your friends. Like I have conversations. I think, I don't know if she's listening. My friend Luch shouting her out. We mm. have conversations all the time about, we have different views on things, but they're similar, but they're different. Like mm-hmm. we're talking about different perspectives. We like, we have, we like not, we're not even arguing. We're just like, talking and challenging each other we're both in different like she does stuff a bunch of different stuff I work in a different field and we like talk and we both come to like a consensus where like those both realities can exist into one and there doesn't have to be a bad or wrong just you know like Mm -hmm. people need to have more conversations that aren't just about what was a football game or what was this like we need to have challenging conversations and I think people need to start just even just talking to your friends about stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be even going on a gender studies course. Maybe it's like you read something on Instagram and you want to talk with people about it, but you don't bash it right away. Mm-hmm. You like actually think about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, that's a good point. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The like Albus, you know, we have like fingernail polish in the house, obviously. And you know, mm-hmm. we, He sees it, so we put it on him just because, like, he asked for it. He said, hey, can I yeah. put this on? And I said, yeah, sure, try, try it out. And then he was, uh, I put it on my fingers, too, and I forgot about it, right? And so, <laughs> so we did something together. And yeah. then I went shopping somewhere, and then, you know, I paid a bill, and it was winter, and it took my gloves off. And then the, the guy was like, what did you have on your hands? <laughs> It's just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, kids. <laughs> yeah it's weird how people always point that out to men too like that's one thing like my partner like he wears nail polish and stuff <clears throat> and like he when he goes to his parents house like they're not bad people they're just older so like <clears throat> obviously they're great <laughs> they're, they're they would if they would make a comment on it like he was kind, he's kind of nervous but <clears throat> you know it, it's just because people maybe are shocked by it but it's nothing it's nothing bad you know? it's just uh, yeah. it's just nail polish it's just fun <laughs> yeah it's crazy I know there's there's people that embrace wearing dresses when they are male and you know they're it doesn't mean that they are gay it's just like that's yeah. that's how they express themselves yeah and I think people think that if you express femininity especially as a man that you're automatically like mm. gay you don't have to be you can just be like feminine yeah you can you can like gender is gender is I think people don't understand like gender is like actually fake. Like, like gender is something that was like made up like gender itself. Like there's biological sex and there's intersex people sure. and there's a whole bunch of stuff like that. But gender is like just a costume. Like every, like there's no reason why women have long hair. There's mm-hmm. no biological reason for women to have long hair. There's no biological reason for 
women to shave. <laughs> like there's no reason for like men to cut their hair. There's no actual reason for these things. Mm. People just like apply them and think that you can't exit that. We're like, I realize, like I can paint my nails, I can do my makeup and I can still be, I can still lift 400 pounds and mm. I'm going to be hairy. Yeah. Like I can be all those things. And like, Someone, a, a man can be the most muscular, strong person, but if he wants to like do his makeup and like go out with his friends and have fun, he can do that. Mm. And I think people act as if gender is supposed to be like one thing that's like you have to stay in and like be assigned into. Uh. Gender is just a costume that we put on every day. Like we're all born naked and the rest is drag, you know? Like it's the true. rest is just, we're literally. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, so do you think like the term terminology will change in the future? I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping that. I'm hoping that clothes are just clothes. Do you, so, how would how would that go? What do you think? Like, would it just would like how do you have an idea? Did you think about um, this? Do you, have you talked about I'm this? That, yeah, I'm, I don't really. I don't know. Mm. I'm, I'm hoping that. I think first and foremost that we just have more accessible sizing for all clothes because if women's sizing were first of all accessible to people who are plus sized, because that's all, that's an issue where we don't have clothes that fit majority of the population. Okay. Um, but if clothes can just like, could fit any mostly like male bodies, like a female clothes could wear, could fit on male bodies easier. And it's not like you have to go alter some clothes. It's like more accessible for people to just be like, oh, I want to get a dress and I don't want to get it tailored and custom made. Mm. Like I'm just hoping that clothing can become a more accessible thing to everyone and sizing can be normal. And like, I don't, I'm hoping eventually that fashion itself becomes just whatever. Like, I don't really, I'm hoping that there's not just a woman's and men's section. I'm hoping there's just like, yeah let's just have clothes and mm -hmm. go around. I shop in the men's section. Like when you go to the, for example, the thrift store, it's kind of gendered, but it's kind of not, I go anywhere. I'm just okay. like grabbing stuff and I'll see what fits me. Um, and like my partner, I, a lot of his, so many of his blouses that are actually like cool mm. are women's clothes because a lot of men's clothes are very boring and mundane. Mm. So like you want, you, I'm hoping that fashion itself can not be so gendered and I'm hoping that sizing is accessible first of all I think that's what we need is like if everything could fit different bodies in general mm. then people wouldn't be so intimidated to explore that like to get out of the gender binary right like if we could have clothes that can fit people well mm. fit other bodies well fit mask fit more masculine bodies even me I'm not like I'm like, you can't really tell. I'm like, I have big shoulders and big arms and most women's clothing doesn't fit my arm. Like don't fit my arms. Oh, like, wow. okay. arms like, yeah. Like weird little things like that. And I'm like, wow. Imagine if I was like, like I feel like this and I'm like, I don't know, a size like eight. <laughs> like how would somebody like a trans woman feel trying to find clothes that fit them properly and make them feel feminine without mm. finding an expensive non-binary brand that's hard and accessible like i just want clothes to fit people like fit people who don't fit the exact body type that everyone wants so you know? would that mean like it would be gender neutral yeah i'm hoping clothes could be gender neutral yeah. i'm hoping clothes can just be clothes I'm, i don't mm -hmm. that's, my, that's my dream i know? like that you know <laughs> yeah and have you ever noticed like the guy section and clothing stores are super tiny and then like the <laughs> For the women, it's just like almost a complete shop. 
Yes. Like my partner, <laughs> I always, buy, I, I can buy, I can find affordable clothes and, and a bunch of different types of clothes for like any occasion, like comfy clothes, going out clothes, mm. all these different things, all these different styles and like shorts and whatever. My partner goes on the same website and he's like, okay, all of these suck. There's literally like four types of sweatpants and they're all ugly and I don't want them. <laughs> but like, I, I could go to any store and probably find something I like, but mm. he's like, it's literally like gray, black, and maroon. Like, I think that's, that's like it. That's the it. only color is like, mm. it's like, I just want something that looks cool. But then if you look on men's fashion clothing, that's like cool. It's like $300. Like Ooh, it's like wow. super expensive, right? So yeah. like, I'm hoping just clothes can be clothes, mm. you know? Yeah. I, I like that perspective. And mm. I feel like this is the way to do it, you know? Mm. I really do. I really like that. Mm. So you were our... One more question, and allow me to ask this because I'm not perfect, but do you feel like feminism is a bad word associated? There's a feeling to it, or how do you feel about this? Um, I think feminism isn't a bad word, but I think people have made it a bad word. Okay, It's yeah. I, feel... I think the word feminism is like, the word feminism just means like, I just want people to be equal. I want people's voices to be heard. And I think there also is like, you need to think intersectionally of feminism. Mm. You have to think of different perspectives. Like feminism, I think at one point, if like we're talking like first wave feminism, that was like, the first time feminism was ever a thing that was predominantly by like older white women against like, like base. I think it was like drunk driving. It was something like weird and oh, for like the vote. Uh. So it started with just white women wanted to vote. So it was a movement created by white women and just want to vote. But like, women of color weren't involved in that movement. Right. And, it, and the second wave, it like slowly got better, but like feminism, I think, The reason why it's a bad word is because I think the alt-right have made, has made it a bad word. And uh, I think internet culture has made it a bad word. Okay. I think that people have turned feminism into this, like, into a word that seems as if we, like, want to, I don't know, mm. like, literally like, eat men or something. Mm. <laughs> like, Feminism is just about intersectionality. And also men can be included in feminism. I think people yeah. hear the word feminism and they hear, they hear like femme. So they're like, okay, it's not for me. It's against me. Uh. No, we're actually trying to help you because men are also like victims of, like in a way, men are affected by the patriarchy. How many men, you know, that have so many like mm. mental, like they, they can't talk about their mental health. Don't show they, emotions. They can't show emotions. They can't wear nail polish. They can't like listen to certain types of music. They can't do certain activities. They can't like do anything. Mm. That is feminism is trying to help people like that. Like if you're, if you can't talk about your emotions, that is because of like this patriarchal society that we live in. And feminism isn't like some evil thing. Like we're trying to take away your rights. No, feminism is actually just trying to help you learn that you can explore your gender. Mm. You can explore your, like literally just the way you dress and the way you, the way you live and the way you express your emotions. Mm -hmm. I think people have turned feminism into this thing as if like, and of course, like there is like radical, like I consider myself like a radical feminist. Like really? I, uh, yeah, like mm. I, in a way, like, 
I think my art comes off extremely radical. Okay. Like, and I don't think that's a bad thing, but I think people view that if I say like, oh, I'm like a radical feminist, it's like, oh my God, I'm like going out. I don't know. I'm like being some evil monster. No, I just think I'm mm. holding people. I think I just say what I say. I think you I, educate people. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think people, the people you, like one thing is, is like, you viewing this is like oh i think you educate people hmm. other people who don't like me would view me as like a tyrant you know <laughs> so so um i think that's i think that's the thing here is like feminism i don't think it's a bad word and i think people okay. i think people have made it a bad word i think I, yeah i think that's what it is mm -hmm. i like that explanation and it, it feels good mm -hmm. yeah because it's it's like It's almost like it maybe it disappears then too, right? Yeah. And I think if we don't use, like, I think that's what I mean is like, if I was like, I'm a radical feminist, mm. I'll say that. And people think I'm, I'm intense. Like, no, my, I'm radical to some people, but to me, I'm just normal. That's, you know, like to me, I'm normal. I'm just yes. a normal person with my views and I have strong morals, but to other people, like I'm this, I'm this crazy person. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I'm just me. And I think that to be, to be radical is to be against what we're living through. Like, I think I have, like, I think radical is an inherently a bad word. I think like, yes, I will stand up for injustice. Like, yes, I will draw women doing crazy shit. Like, yes, I'm going to call out people for being shitty people and for mm. spreading terrible misinformation. I will call that out. Yeah. I, And that, if that makes me radical, then I'm the most fucking radical bitch ever. Mm. Like, good. You know? Like, I don't think feminist, feminism is a bad word. And I think people have given it this weird power as if, like, pe I've heard so many people be like, I believe in women's rights, but I'm not a feminist. Mm. Um, okay, so if you know what feminism, the definition is, so do you want equality? Do you believe um, people of color should have equal rights? Do you think that, like, that? fat people should have rights that low-income people should have rights mm. do you think that like this 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 and eventually they'll be like yeah okay so you're a feminist mm. but people have turned it into this like evil monster word you know yeah it's almost like it's a a weakness yes yeah. like if i'm like, people will make fun of the feminist but yeah. in the reality you'll ask them like oh so you don't care about women they'll be like um yeah i do And yeah, I care about people having rights. I'm like, okay, then you're a feminist. It's mm. just the alt-right and internet culture. I think a lot of like alt-right internet culture mm -hmm. has really turned like, oh, old man owns feminist uh, in a debate. Like it's like feminist has become this like weird thing when that's not the case at all, you Let, know? Let's not forget also that, you know, why does it exist? Why do we name it the way it is because we are yeah. still not equal yeah exactly yeah there and is like, we are you know there's certain institution that pay the same wage for either gender but there's also still somebody does the same job and he's a guy and there's a woman yeah. and the guy gets more money than the woman yeah and like that can be applied to not only i think jobs but I'm trying to think of it as women will always be, they can be the most beautiful, the most fit into the gen, like into the gender binary. They can be rich. They can be talented. They can be perfect. They will always be torn down for their mistakes. 
like a perfect example, I think, would be Britney Spears. I don't know if you know anything about the Britney Spears documentary going on. Really recommend it. Hashtag free Britney. All right. Um, so basically, like Britney Spears, she was on the top of her game. She was doing amazing. She was talented, successful, beautiful, young. Mm. And when she had a relationship with Justin Timberlake, apparently she cheated on him and it like ruined her career. And now when people think of Britney Spears, they think of her with her shaved head, they think of her being like mean. And she was like evil and she cheated on Justin Timberlake and broke America's sweetheart, you know? Mm. And like a woman can do the most. A woman can be the most successful, most powerful uh most talented beautiful person but they will still be viewed as their mistakes Mm. like i've talked to people that maybe knew me like years and years ago and i have evolved i have grown i have become so much smarter but but i will still be like oh didn't you hurt that guy's feelings Mm. weren't you like mean to him yeah it's never like oh why was she mean Mm. why was that girl angry why was why did she like hurt his feelings like, what was the reasoning? It's always like, oh, poor him. He's just so gentle and so nice. Mm. Them. You know, like, why isn't it like, hey, you know what? Poor her. Maybe she got fucking pissed because he did something really bad. Mm-hmm. But we never have that conversation. And that applies in the workplace. Like, if a woman gets mad at a man for, like, sexually assaulting her, all of a sudden it's like, oh, that was a lie. She made it up for attention. Mm. What? Like, what woman would risk their entire life for like five seconds of fame it's like only two percent of like sexual assaults claims are false like two percent out of like 98 like that's crazy that is crazy yeah and it's just women are constantly invalidated and they're always always put against each other and Mm. it's a sickness to quote maybe fox on that but yeah yeah. is that specifically by man or is it also in between woman and woman i think it can be i think once again, like returning to internalized misogyny, I think women are so internally misogynistic to each other Mm. that like women have always been put into competition with one another and always put put in like, if a woman, maybe a woman came up with a sexual assault story, women will say like, oh, she's just doing it for attention because she was, I've heard she was like promiscuous or something. That's like not okay. And like women say those things because they're so because they are trying to impress men and it's, mm. it's a vicious cycle. Like the patriarchy affects women, it affects men, it affects everyone. And it affects, it affects everyone. And we're all so conditioned to it that like, I don't think people realize it, like how deep it is within us. And like, I think I'm hoping that I, I just, I never want to tear down a woman. Like I never want to tear down another woman unless they're being a bigot and they're being mm. terrible. I will call them out, but I never want to tear them down. Yeah. I never want to. I always think like, if I hear somebody say like, Oh, this girl's crazy. I'm like, okay, what did you do to her? Mm-hmm. Well, I she's crazy. I think of course there's like situations where women are actually terrible, but like, I think we need to think a little bit more critically about how we talk about other women, how we, what we think when we hear like, Oh, this girl, this happened to her. What's our first thought. And mm-hmm. why do we think that? Yeah. And like, we have to challenge that. And that's putting in work. Like I've had women that maybe a couple years ago, I would see down the street and be like, oh my God, what is she wearing? But now I'm like, yes, bitch, mm. work. And that was, that was hard for me to like learn that like a woman can be sexy and fun and like wear whatever she wants. And yeah. I don't have to judge her. Yes. Like and that's hard. And that's work that you have to challenge. Like you, like, I remember like when I was like working on that, I would think the thought and I literally would say out loud, stop. 
I'll be like, stop thinking that. Don't think that because you are like conditioned to hate a woman that's like prettier than you. You're conditioned to hate a woman that's like better, has a better body than you. Stop thinking that shit. It's okay. Women can be hot. It doesn't mean you're not hot. It means like we're all hot. We're all cool. Like, it's okay. I like that. Yeah. It's, that's a, that's a big one. You know, the, um, does that come with judging then judging and conditioning is almost the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think like, we're just so conditioned to hate ourselves and hate other women. It's like really hard to, it's really hard to challenge that. And I, and once again, it's putting in the work, it's mm. hard. It's not easy. It's not like you'll wake up overnight and be like, I am an intersectional feminist and I know everything. Mm. No, no I'm, I am learning every day. <laughs> I am not perfect. I feel like yeah. people think that because I'm educated that I'm, per- I don't know. I don't, I, probably, I don't know jack shit probably compared to most people. I'm learning and I'm, I am so aware that I have probably said some stupid shit. I probably have thought stupid shit. I'm not perfect. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. And we just need to all work Mm -hmm. and we all need to listen to each other and not just shut people down. Like we need to like listen to each other's opinion. Sometimes some opinions are like, if they're hatred, if they're misinformation, if they're against, like, I don't like when people try to challenge like sexuality or saying like, I don't think like women should be this or I'm like, that's not an opinion. That's like, Mm -hmm. that's misogyny there's different it's not what type of ice cream you like like that's that's not an opinion human rights aren't an opinion yes. you know like yeah i've even seen you, you do can... that post that yes i've seen that yes mm-hmm. yeah so like human rights are an opinion but if you're gonna want to talk about it because you've been so like like forced to think that like women aren't equal or you think that like trans women aren't women you can go do the work on your own and then we can have a conversation don't come at me saying i don't think you should exist mm. no that's not an opinion <laughs> that's not saying i like chocolate ice cream we're not like go do your work and then let's have a chat about it mm. you know yeah it's like a reality check yeah exactly mm. Mm. wow crazy Whew. So when when they have this hashtag, right? The hashtag, the uh, uh, choose to challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that. It's like because we are how how far away are we from equality? How 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 far do I think? Yeah. Like- yeah, what do you think? How what how much longer? Like what does it take? Why why are we not here yet? Because people don't want it to be. Like it's it gets a lot of people don't as much as a lot of us want equality, the people who are in power, these like multi-billionaire straight cis men, they don't want us. Mm. Like they don't want us to have power. They don't want us to get to go against them. And that's the thing that makes me so upset. It's like, there's so many people defending really shitty, terrible people. And I'm like, this is exactly what they want you to do. Like, imagine if we all Mm. collectively said, hmm, none of us, like, like, at the end of the day, like, I think the upper class people are what hold the power. Mm. And like, we all collectively been like, oh, if we can all just like, listen to each other we can all like figure the shit out like i think the reason why we're not equal it's 
I think we have a long way to go. And this is in Canada. All right. Like we're not, we're just talking about Canada. Like you think even, even like just, I don't know, anywhere across the world, like we are, there's, I, I think this could take a long time, but mm. the fact that we can have this conversation, the fact that there's hashtags like, uh, chat, like to challenge things and there's like information out there mm. that is huge because people like it's so amazing i have seen so many young women who are like 15 sharing stuff that mm. i would have never even thought about when i was in high school ah. i was a little shit in high school mm. i didn't know shit and now i see these like 16 year old girls share the most amazing stuff and i'm like good because we're getting somewhere mm. because a lot of young girls are actually calling like are calling shit out when i was in high school i didn't know that sexual assault was like a thing mm. i didn't understand sexual assault i think i feel like if a lot of girls from my generation we were surrounded by rape culture all the time okay. all the time and now finally young girls realize hey that's not okay mm-hmm. and that's finally happening i think we're in a way we're so far from equality but i think each generation is going to get so much better Mm. and we're getting so much louder and we're getting angrier and angry isn't a bad thing to be i'm happy that young girls are angry i'm happy young girls are sharing things i'm happy young girls are holding people accountable Mm -hmm. to their shitty actions you know yeah that's how change happens exactly change doesn't happen with and at the end of the day if you think of everything do you think we just said hey can we vote like mm-hmm. hey uh, can we can we get can we vote please i'm yeah. just, please i'm just wondering <laughs> no we had ri- like we had to get angry we had riots mm-hmm. we yelled in courthouses we every change has happened like change has happened through like things we don't just ask nicely mm-hmm. people don't deserve your kindness mm-hmm. sometimes you have to be fucking mean because yeah. you deserve space you deserved space at the table you know all right i yeah. feel it i feel it Mm-hmm. You you just said that you know the um, the inequality is associated also with people that hold a lot of power. Mm-hmm. All right, and I seen you on Twitter, and you know you you like five reasons, you know something something, and then you dropped like Joe Rogan and Elon Musk <laughs> in there. I would love to talk about this because I'm I'm open minded and I want to know your perspective on that. So, because I find it intriguing and I think I can take something away from it. Oh, okay. Um, well, honestly, that tweet was kind of a joke. Like, it was just, like, my personal experience with, I think, uh, I think it was about Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, mm. Alpha, calling people soy boy. Okay, mm. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, a lot of things I hear, super bizarre, um, when people refer to themselves as, like, alpha. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, first of all, it, it's very animalistic and it makes it makes men appear as if they are higher up on the food chain and as if women are a prize. Mm-hmm. So when men are like, I have to be alpha, like I have to impress women, I have to be the strongest, I have to eat an all-meat diet, I have to be this, I have to be alpha. Okay, that's a red flag because like you're viewing women as livestock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're viewing women as like a prize that you have to win. Women don't care if you are... Like, I guarantee most women don't give a shit if you have a six pack. They don't give a shit if you are the toughest, roughest guy. Like women just want someone to be empathetic, talk mm. to, you know, share. And like, I think the thing with like, people are so upset with that tweet. Like I had a lot of, it went viral, which is really cool. That's awesome. Um, 
Yeah, I got like 160k thousand likes, which is pretty crazy. Um, but people were so like, people were so angry. Like personally, I just don't like Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. I just think he gives platforms who I understand that you can have different, you should listen to people, different opinions, but I think he gives platforms to a lot of shitty people who spread a lot of shitty messages that I don't agree okay. with at all. And I think that's harmful because even if he's sharing like, oh, these opinions are bad and we should but he's still giving them a platform and he's still mm. letting people being like, Hmm, I'm going to Google this alt-right person and I'm going to read about it. And, um, I think people view him as God where like, he's just a man with a podcast and he can be entertaining. He can be fun, but people view like, like he also says like anti-mask stuff and that's mm. not my cup of tea, yeah. but people yeah. took that as if I was like, I don't know. People say shit about Taylor Swift, about people shit on women for anything. If I say I like the color pink, you're like, we're like, we're going to make fun of girls wearing the color pink. We're going to make fun of girls using puppy filters on Snapchat. We're going to make fun of girls. And if we get mad, like, hey, that's kind of hurts our feelings. Like, shut up. We're just joking. But for me being like, haha, I literally tweeted that like, just like, haha, I hate Joe Rogan. <laughs> like, just for no reason. Not because like, I just think he gives a platform to shitty people and that's just my opinion but yeah. people like ah, oh, like you are the worst you don't even know what he's saying mm. he is the red pill he is the cure and i'm like what like men tweet every day about how taylor swift's a bitch and about how if you do your makeup like this you look ugly and like go take her swimming on the first date and if we get upset about it and they're like hey that's kind of misogynistic they're like shut up and then me tweeting like I don't like Joe Rogan. People literally, I'm not kidding. I wish I was. People told me like to go kill myself. Wow. <laughs> People told me wow. to die. People told me like, you're wow. just a crazy feminazi. Your pronouns are literally she, they. Like, fuck you. And people were homophobic to me. People were terrible. I blocked 90 accounts of like insult men attacking me because I just simply said, if you like Joe Rogan, it's a red flag. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just having a, I just, this is my account. I'm just tweeting my opinion. It's just funny. And a lot of people agreed. It got 160,000 likes. So a lot of people probably think the same thing as me. But men love to get, Per, like they take every like as much as they say like women take things too personally no we take misogyny personally if you say i don't like chocolate ice cream i'm gonna be like okay i like peanut butter whatever mm. or like you know but um i think a lot of people's egos are fragile because if i make fun of someone they idealize it's as if it's I'm personal. yeah it's personal and i'm just like i'm just you know, I'm just making a joke. And that's a common joke with, I think, in a leftist community, like just making fun of making fun of people who say alpha. And I think the term soy boy for me is such a red flag because it's used to put down like feminine men. Mm. Like, like it's used. I've seen it like, oh, I don't care about him. He's just a soy boy. Like, oh, so he's like a, like a man who paints his nails. He's a soy boy. Mm. Like that term, I think when I hear that is a red flag for me because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, so you think that this man's feminine or like this man's like weaker than you because he's a, he's a, uh, what, an omega? I don't know the terminology. Yeah, I don't but, know either. Yeah. yeah, so like when I see, <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just really funny. I think when that tweet went viral, I was just like, wow, like people are that upset. Like I was literally, I didn't say anything. I didn't say like, if you like Joe Rogan, you were the scum of the earth. I'm like, that's a red flag to me. Mm-hmm. And people were like, you are evil, crazy, feminine, like, homophobic insert insert misogyny insert everything um yeah 
yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's just funny. Mm -hmm. I, I think people can, I don't know. I think it's really interesting. Like is if a man were to tweet red flags and girls, blah, blah, blah. And they were actually all misogynistic, like shitty things. And girls were like, oh my God, this is actually really me. They would be like, uh, you're overreacting. You're crazy. But then with me being like, I don't like, I literally said like, I don't like Joe Rogan. They're mm-hmm. like, you're ugly. You're stupid. You don't know anything. Joe Rogan's only for smart people. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Okay. Ooh. Go yeah. off them, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's you know this is not the first time that I heard that certain things are not respected on yeah. you know from his perspective. Yeah, and people feel mistreated sometimes in his yeah. way of expression. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like people, like people can like what they like, and like I don't think is like I don't I don't I'm not well versed in Joe Rogan. I just when I meet a guy who's like Joe Rogan's my life, they're usually really misogynistic. <laughs> And that's just something I find. That's just my experience. And I yeah. think I, I, you can like Joe Rogan and be a cool guy. A hundred percent. I know plenty of people, but I think, I think, I don't know why people took that tweet as if I was canceling them personally. Like, I don't care. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just literally tweeting. Probably I took like a chocolate edible and I was just tweeting for fun and people <laughs> took it as if I was, I don't know, yeah. stating rules that all men who have these qualities will be put into my feminist prison. Mm. Like that's how people were taking it. But like, that's crazy. Just, yeah, it is pretty crazy. <laughs> What about like, You explained the two, but what about Elon? <clears throat> what, what, oh, do you have a perspective on him or no? You. <laughs> oh my God. Um, okay. So my thing on Elon is that he's a man who comes from extreme, extreme wealth. Um, his parents owned a like blood diamond mine. And I think he has this whole idea and he's denied these claims. I've like looked into it. It's real. He's inherited large amounts of wealth mm. and, um, People, I think, love to fetishize this capitalist dream as if like, oh, this like poor man came from South Africa and he worked his way to the top and it was blah, blah, blah. We're like, he was a man of privilege and a lot of privilege. And I think also people like Elon Musk, like, of course, they're very intelligent people. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but if people act as if he is this amazing game changer when he also piggybacks off of a lot of other intelligent people like he'll be like oh i have a really cool concept other people are going to be building the teslas other people are going to be doing that other people are going to doing the work yes and he has all this money to just do whatever he wants mm. i think people really glorify white rich men because they think they can become that where in reality you're probably like in reality they have so much wealth they've inherited so much money they have so much privilege and i think people really like to glorify those people and like i don't know like elon musk is not this perfect genius where i think people love to make him to be like mm. he's tweeted stuff like covid is a hoax and like he's said like a bunch of stupid shit and i think people really like to idealize him as like this capitalist dreamboat and people want him so bad to be like their tony stark or like that's just not i don't know i just i think he also he has so many things where like there's other people who do work for his company he also is against workers rights he literally like his workers had to were like i think i don't know if this is amazon or elon i mix them up because i hate jeff bezos and i hate elon yeah. musk so yeah um, jeff is, but, you know, jeff is uh, amazon 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think like so many like workers' rights were violated by Elon Musk. So many things. I said he said like racist remarks. He's fired workers for getting drug tested, and then he smoked weed on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, worlds wow. collide, but like he literally gets makes his employees get drug tested, and they could lose their job. Meanwhile, he's mm. just smoking a joint and like having a good time and laughing. Mm. Meanwhile, he's fired people. So like I don't think I inherit like I maybe I just think he's a shitty capitalist, Mm -hmm. like a shitty person who profits off of a lot of privilege and a lot of, um, a lot of other people. Like he isn't the one building the Teslas and making the things like he has these ideas and concepts, but people really want to glorify a white man who inherits wealth. And Mm -hmm. that can, I think that I feel, I think I see, I feel bad because a lot of people really just like want to be him and want to be like that. And I admire that, like, go try to be smart, find new inventive, amazing ways, but it doesn't necessarily like, don't feed, don't beat yourself up if you can't become that Mm. because that's a person from extreme privilege. He's done shitty things to employees. He said some racist and misogynistic stuff. Um, He's done some shitty things and I don't think he should be, glorified as god that's basically all my tweet was saying i was like i don't think like why are we glorifying him there are probably plenty of women in stem who have done way more advancements yeah but instead people want to make him like the star Mm. of the show yeah yeah Yeah. we need like we need women in those roles too right yes and that's why it was all men like the podcast world dominated by men Mm. stem world dominated by men so like i think when women when men after, like that's why I said it was like a red flag because I think when men all they talk to me about is other men I'm like you're not you need to open your eyes like you're mm. not you can't name like one female director or something then like you need to become a little bit mm. more well I don't know but, mm-hmm. but like if I think that's I think I think people just like to also get offended by if I attack Elon Musk it's like or Joe Rogan it's like I'm attacking their mm. their god right yeah you did um, both at once Whew. all at once so <laughs> I I, it, I got a lot of traction from that um, mostly a lot of positive a lot of people being like yes true yeah other people being like you are ugly and you're gonna die and I'm like okay whatever I'm cute how, but how can you off. even write that like, wow <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> mm, crazy all right Let's talk. You are you are in your studio right now, right? Yeah, it's like I live in a small little house. Um, we rent a home. Uh, this is like my my partner usually works at this desk, and I you I'm hiding my big work monitor behind mm. my paintings. But yeah, um, yeah, my basement, uh, unfinished basement, is where I paint. Good. Um, yeah, it's like a little grungy, but it's good. And um, I have my iPad. Most of my art is all digital. So, ah. yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you use an Apple Pencil? Yes, I use an iPad Pro and like the first generation Apple Pencil. Nice. You like it? Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm. It changed my digital. I used to draw with like markers and like ink. Yeah. But um, using digital like changed my world because you can it's like you can access anything so easily. And it's like, I could personally, I, I didn't have my friends and my partner, my partner all pitched in to buy me the iPad. Mm. So it's literally all thanks to them that I literally have an art career because I, because wow. markers like really high quality, like markers are so expensive and hot high quality paints. So expensive. So having the iPad as much as if like it, it was one big expense um, at the beginning, um, all I do is buy like 
texture packs and mm. like uh, artist brushes and stuff. Yeah. And so I can kind of like do anything now. I love my iPad. It, and I'm also going to be starting, hopefully, I'm going to start trying to do some animation. And Ooh, stuff like that. Nice. Hmm, I'm really excited. Yeah. That's, that's like all in Photoshop? It's um I use a program called Procreate and they have an uh, animation yeah. mm-hmm. setting on there. So I'm gonna my my partner he um he works with um like a lot a lot does a lot of animation for like ads and stuff. So mm-hmm. he's gonna show me the ropes and I'm gonna start doing some animation stuff. Nice. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's the way it's at, right? Animation is big. Wow. I'm super excited to mm-hmm. see what I can do with it. It's a lot of work, but you know, I have ample of time because Thunder Bay's in the shithole right now. So. Oh boy, ever is, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what did you think when they, yesterday was like 111 cases? It's like, Oh my God, that like, mm. that was bad. I mean, I was in a terrible mood all day. Um, I have a lot of people who are high risk and close to, close in my life and a lot of um, healthcare workers. So mm. seeing that, I was just like, shit. Well, I, I haven't left my house in I don't know how long. So I was like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I have a, I, I was able to rent equipment from my gym. So I just work out of my basement and yeah. go for walks about it. So that's life right. is just going on as usual, I suppose. As usual as it has been. Mm. Yeah, because on your profile, it says you 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 lift some weights, right? Yes, I am a um, power lifter. Ooh. I, yeah, um, I just started... I start, I've always been, I've been lifting for like four, three, three and a half, almost four years, like actual like lifting, mm. but I got into powerlifting uh, probably a year and a half ago, like specifying in the sport. Um, and it's been amazing. It's really changed my life. Um, I think that's another way I've found a lot of empowerment and mm-hmm. another outlet for anger and yeah. whatever, but Power, I, I, um, I compete in, I competed once in the CPU and I qualified Ooh. for national, but then COVID happened. So I couldn't compete. Um, I couldn't continue to compete. Yeah. So I was supposed this time, I think I was supposed to me and I was hoping to be in Newfoundland what? at nationals, wow. but here we are, but that's okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> nationals ever I can. Does, does it hold over? Does it, does it hold over the qualification or do you have to qualify again? I don't know. I, I, I think it, it's going to depend how long it is because mm. I might have to compete in a, I might have to, I think I'll be, I'm a junior technically mm. right now, but I don't know how long it's going to be. So I might be in the open category. So it's, it all depends on how long it goes, but yeah, powerlifting has been awesome. Love it. Have amazing people in my life yeah. because of it. How did you get into that? Um, Honestly, I don't know. I started seeing people on the internet doing it. And then I kind of just like found people that could show me what to do. Um, one of my like closest friends uh, slash basically my coach, um, Shannon much. Um, she is like, has like the heaviest squat ever. She's insane. She's amazing. Um, she's like, basically like my big sister has helped me navigate this. Um, I wish I could have competed more. I competed just like a few times, a few local meets and, Mm. um, traveled around so that was fun but i'm excited to see what the sport can hold i i'm competitive in it so i'm excited to see if i can also pursue that for fun yeah yeah. wow Mm. that's amazing Mm. i love that oh thank you (laughs) is that how you deal with stress too 
Oh yeah, that and you... yoga. I've yeah. been doing ah, yoga for nice. six years. It's right. I have a lot of different little hobbies. Um, yeah. But lifting and yoga, lifting especially, I just like blast punk music in my basement. My partner can complain all he wants, and I just slam three hundred pounds on the ground. It's wow. pretty pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could lift that. <laughs> it takes a lot of practice. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I could do that. No way. Yeah. I've never was big on the deadlift. Like. Yeah. yeah. Deadlifts are hard. Yeah. I they're my favorite lift. I hate squats, but mm -hmm. I'm slowly learning to love them more. Yeah. <laughs> squats are powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm. Really it, it okay. So we talked a little bit a lot about stress, how you handle that. Do you and then you do the yoga too, which is kinda like a meditation. Correct me if you don't feel like that. Totally. Yeah. But do you do you purposely meditate? Yeah, I tried to. Mm. Um, I really tried to. I used to go to um, Moto Yoga Tibay, mm. uh, the studio here, and um, we used to have like meditation classes and yin classes. I find it really hard to meditate on my own because I also have two cats. Um, mm. They're always running around. There's always noises. <laughs> I love having like a. I loved having a studio because it was like a secure space that I could go to no distractions, no noise, you know, just mm. me in the hot room being sweaty and yeah. boxing. Um, it's really hard to meditate on my own, but I'm working on it. Mm. It's been a really tough challenge. I used to be really into like, I'm really trying to visualize, but in a way I find that powerlifting has become like my meditation. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think I don't, I just literally, I visualize yeah. all my goals when I powerlift like that. I, I literally visualize like I'm going to be a successful artist. I'm going to be like, I'm going to have this many followers and I'm going to mm -hmm. sell this much. And I'm like, I visualize all my things while I'm lifting. And it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's mm -hmm. a little, it's, it's my yoga. Yeah. You know? like, I, as I much as that. I still do yoga, powerlifting is more of my meditation in a way, which yes. sounds crazy. because I'm literally slamming weights and like being a big bro. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's pretty mm. awesome. I get that. You know, I do I do biking on the uh, on the spinner down here in the oh, basement where the studio is, and it's like I get ideas when I'm like focused paddling along, doing whatever, and like just music and me and on the bike, and then that's where I get like ideas, inspiration. Yeah, mm. no, totally, and that's like, oh my god, my cats are screaming at the door. <laughs> That's okay. Um, they say this is over now. <laughs> yeah, they, they always need. Oh my god. <laughs> um, um, was it? Oh god. You can let them in, or we call it a night. That's up to you. I don't care. <laughs> you know, they they obviously want to be on the show. That's fine. Attention right yeah. now. Okay. We had we had dogs on the show. We had lots of cats on the show previously. That's all good. <laughs> Sometimes he just wants to come in, scream, and then runs away. So, mm, anyway. Like, hey, hello! Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're all both so vocal. They just scream at me all the time. Mm. Whatever. I that's, love them. <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah, I love cats so much. Mm. <laughs> I want more. Do it. <laughs> I want them. <laughs> I always, like, say to my, to my partner, I'm like, well, what if we just found one outside? He's like, what would we do? And he's like, I'm not going to answer because you're going to go adopt one and just plant it outside. <laughs> well, what if I do? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, it just happened. 
It just happened. There's a perfect little orange kitten outside. I don't know what happened. <laughs> All right. What what can we do to what can man do to help women to be equal? Um, listen to them. Like that's that sounds like the stupidest answer, but mm. just literally listen to them and give them time to speak. I don't I think people love to run to conclusions like I like for example like when I said oh I don't like when men refer to women as females it just sounds animalistic mm. um because it just makes me feel like livestock and I this is not my original thought um this has been studied by feminists I study this in school about how people refer to women as females um but people Don't you don't you don't ever say like look at those males over there? Mm. <laughs> well, we're talking about a group of cows, you it's know. It's true. It is true. It's like I don't know. I don't want people to say like oh look at those females. That's weird as heck. But people will be like the word female is actually means this, and I'm like I know I know the word female can be used correctly. Like I'm like a female powerlifter that can be used correctly. Mm. You know, like it's just I think people just jump to conclusions. I think the basis of it is listen to people. Um, take their suggestions. Don't get offended. I think people take a lot of like, oh, if I say like men are trash, like men are be or men are trash right now. Mm. People are like, we're not. We are the best. And I'm like, I'm not saying that you personally are an abuser or an evil person. I'm saying that men, like man, like the patriarchy is trash. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you are. So I think people just need to listen, not to take everything in a way like personal attack on them and i think people need to give women a platform and a space to express themselves uh. especially like you can't as as a man you can't be like you're on the top of the food chain you can't you can't tell the person that technically you're oppressing that you're like offended because like we're telling like hey we're the people under you and we feel this way you can't be like no that's wrong because that's It's not how it works. Mm. I just think people need to listen to one another. Listen to people who they usually haven't listened to. Like research trans feminism, research like research indigenous feminism, mm. research things in our community that are happening and that we can actively help to change. Like justice for Barbara and how if like everyone in Thunder Bay, it was really great. Like a lot of people in Thunder Bay, I saw so many people sharing it, and that was a huge change. And like I think it's all about literally listening and researching and putting in the work mm -hmm. as we um yeah okay i like that mm -hmm. and then the other side is also women empowering women right yes stop tearing down other women because you're you have been conditioned to feel jealous or stop mm. tearing down women because they are viewed as the the crazy feminists like maybe listen to them because they're fighting for your rights like we're all fighting for the same shit mm. stop like internalized misogyny that's something we we gotta work on i worked on it and plenty of friends are working on it i challenge it every day mm. just because a girl likes taylor swift and you like punk rock doesn't mean that she's lesser than you that's you know right. yeah. like I, i like taylor swift and punk rock like mm. and that's cool like you can like whatever you want mm -hmm. but yeah yeah mm -hmm. i've seen that today a lot where you know Business owners that are women, they like they tacked other business owners that are women. Yes, I like that. Yeah, it's like a huge thing. We're like, I'm. It's weird how people just attack each other. We're like, hey, like we're both women in business. Let's just mm. let's fuck, let's fucking lift each other. Like 
all of my best friends are artists, business owners. And like one of my friends is going to be like a fucking lawyer. One of my friends is like a liberal politician. Like Mm. if I tore down someone because one of my friends is more successful than me, what the fuck? No, I want them to be, I want my friend, Sarah, Sarah Dufresne, amazing abstract artist. I want her to be the biggest fucking abstract artist in the world. I don't want to be threatened by her. I don't want that. You know, like me and Sarah, like we fucking uplift each other every day we share i share every time i see a female owned business or a female artist in better way i will share that shit i will support that shit till i ride or die and that's how i hope other women feel about me and about everyone you know and that's something we all gotta work on it's it's hard but Mm. you know put put in the work challenging what you've been taught and listening to people and uplifting each other and then also go for it right step up and put yourself out there yeah yeah, put yourself out there. Um, stop. Really, it's hard, but stop caring about what people are going to say. Mm. It's really fucking tough. Trust me, I know. But once you stop giving a shit, literally the world will change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, totally. Okay. Mm. Okay. Well, I think I'm good. Yeah, we chatted a lot, a lot of different stuff. It was awesome. <laughs> are you good? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you did I miss anything? Do you feel like we should touch base on something else? Or are we good? No, I'm. That was great. That was an awesome conversation. All right. Well, I appreciate Alexa that you being on the show tonight and sharing your educating and presenting uh, an insight for my audience and for myself to be able to comprehend and learn more and also give like like empower women as well right yeah and like anybody who's like queer people women and Mm. everything in between right like that's what i'm trying to do trying my best still i'm still learning every day so i'm happy that i can share what i know to you and your audience which is great thank you so much and thank you for being like so respectful, so kind. I knew it was going to be fine, but I'm always nervous. But, I know, right? I'm just some kind of stranger from the internet. Yes. Yeah, so I was feel <laughs> nervous. Um, I was like, okay, let's go to Yeah, I know it's it's tricky, but you know, I'm trying to highlight the greatness that we have in the community. Oh, that's awesome. And you Thank know, you, so you are a big part of it because you put in the work and the hustle. And there's a lot of people that look up to you, and you know, they they identify themselves with what you put out and it's like you are you are pushing the boundaries i would say maybe yeah i thank you it's really crazy hearing that Mm. because i was i i I didn't feel like i mattered for a long time so it Mm. feels really great that i've that people think that so thank you so much i appreciate it a lot you're very welcome right with that then we are going to wrap up this episode tonight thank you again Alexa, for being on the show, and I say goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.